Well, hi there. Welcome to another episode of Tip Top Tips Edu with me, Mark Anderson from Net Support Towers. And uh, today, I'm really, really excited to welcome back previous guests from our support team here at Net Support, Andy Earp. So, first things first, bring uh, Andy straight into the studio. Hi, Andy. How are things going with you? Good, thank you. All good, thanks. Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, thank you so much for our previous episode where we got to have a little exploration into Net Support School. Uh, sort of five simple uh, questions with some great responses and some follow up documents for uh, those schools using Net Support School uh, to try and sort of get, get things set up well and, and uh, sort of really run uh, and hit the ground running with that. Uh, today we're exploring Net Support DNA. Is that right? We are, yes. So we're going to be looking at the education part of uh, Netsport DNA, and uh, we've targeted five questions uh, for that, really. So a few common questions we get asked. So hopefully they'll uh, point people in the right direction. Brilliant stuff. And for those people who don't know, uh, Andy, could you just explain briefly what Netsport DNA actually is? I mean, for me, it's it's the absolute uh, pièce de résistance for anything any sort of net, uh, network manager would actually need. But um, could you just sort of explain the features and why it's so useful for schools? Yeah, so just to give a quick overview, so essentially it gives something to both the technicians and to the safeguarding team. Um, so it's got components in there ranging from collecting hardware and software inventory information, allowing you to check application usage, website usage, um, allowing you to apply power management plans, um, to check print monitoring, to run reports based on all that information. But then for the safeguarding team, very important for them, uh, they get a component that allows them to track the uh, phrases that have been triggered by um, students or staff members alike and allows you to also um, have a concern feature. So students can raise concerns directly with safeguarding uh, leads as well. So yeah, very important for, for both of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I say it's it's a, such a, a a tool which is so useful for every school. Um, it's um, yeah, something which is just fantastic. Diving into these questions, uh, these commonly asked questions that you're going to respond to. The first one I've got for you today, Andy. Um, can I collect data and remotely assist net support DNA agents that are outside of my network? Is that possible? It is. Yes. So um, we've had this in the product for quite a while now but it obviously is more relevant at the moment we have this component called a netsport dna gateway and um, what you can do is you can set up a, a dna gateway server on your your central site you can make that public facing and then on your uh, windows devices you can install uh, the netsport dna agents as normal and install the gateway agent component and essentially those agent devices as they're handed out to staff or students and um, they will be able to still live report in so as soon as they take them off site they mm. take them home, maybe start them up on their, their home internet or you know wherever they're located. Um, you'll still be able to collect information from those uh, devices to ensure they're nice and safe. Um, and also you can provide remote support to those as well. So I was only on the phone to a, a customer the other day and they wanted to use it to remote support their staff members. Um, so we set up the Netsport DNA gateway for them. So yeah, it's uh, it's something that, uh, as I say, it's been in the product for, for quite a while now. Um, but because a lot of devices have been mainly on the school network, there's not been as much need for it. So it's uh, mm. yeah, become quite important. We've done a lot of implementations of it from the uh, tech support team. That's super useful. But given the situation we find ourselves in at the moment, that's really useful. Thank you so much, Andy. Uh, next question for you is uh, how do you enable privacy and acknowledgement prompts for agents running on staff devices? How do you go about doing that? 
Yeah, so within um, Netsport DNA, you have a profiles uh, option where essentially you can assign profiles to different members of staff, uh, to student users or to different groups of devices. And quite importantly, within those, you've got uh, configurations within the Explorer settings um, to lay to turn on the privacy option. So essentially, um, anybody that's using the DNA console and got the thumbnail option up so you can monitor what's going on on the screens, if it is obviously staff members and they're doing um, you know, confidential information on the screen, things like that, that can be blurred and hidden from view. So you can apply those settings there. As well as the privacy mode for the thumbnail, you can also have a profile set up within the remote control option. So there's an acknowledgement prompt. So if the technician needs to provide remote assistance, but maybe it's somebody that's got payroll or something on screen that they don't want just somebody to be able to connect and see straight away, then you mm -hmm. can put those acknowledgement prompts in there. So again, a indicator would pop up on the remote user's machine before you um, can go straight into the remote control session. So nice and safe and secure. And uh, yeah, it's a nice thing for the, the staff members to be aware that's available as well. Yeah, and I guess it provides that sort of level of um, kind of not, not security because, you know, when you're working within a school organisation, everyone's, you know, working together for the same reasons and what have you. But I guess it's just a, a nice sort of, prop, sort of nod, I guess, to, to make people aware of what's happening and somebody's on their computer at that time and, and all those sort of things. So a really nice little touch there, I think. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, uh, Andy. Next question. We're flying through these today. Next question. <laughs> How can Net Support DNA integrate with AD? AD, for those of you who don't know, um, we're not talking about Anno Domini, we're talking about Active Directory. Active Directory being that thing which technicians use to manage all the users on the network. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a technical person, but that's my understanding. Is that right? <laughs> No, no, that's perfect. So essentially, there's there's a number of different ways in Netsport DNA can integrate with Active Directory. And this is really to signpost those different options. So you've got the ability to use the uh, group policy and to do software deployments. So you can deploy out the Netsport DNA agent to your devices using AD group policies. We've got documentation that advises how you can perform that and you can use that for your updates as well. You can also, when you create um, operator roles within the uh, DNA console, you can assign those to AD groups. So you can mm. have a single sign-on as well. And again, that's a, a, a kind of feature in Netsport DNA that's fairly hidden. Not too many people are aware that it's in there. So it's something to, again, just be aware of. So rather than having to maintain lots of AD users or, or lots of accounts within DNA, sorry, that you can just set up an AD group and just add the users to that and then they'll have access to the console. Um, as well as that, um, you've got your, your list of machines uh, within the uh, DNA console in the PC hierarchy and your, your user accounts as well in the uh, user hierarchy. And if you mm. want to lay those out based on a structure you've already predefined in your Active Directory, then you've got the option in DNA to mirror that as well. So there's an AD container uh, view. Again, you'll find that in the, uh, the general settings uh, area of the console. Um, as well as password resets. So again, um, if you've got kind of staff members, uh, there's two ways you could do this. So within the DNA console, um, you can have an AD management option in there where you can uh, reset and unlock uh, user accounts. But again, not every teacher is going to have access to the DNA console. So what you can do, you can, again, set up a profile, assign that to relevant staff members that you've delegated the permission in Active Directory to do a reset, and they can actually perform that from the DNA agent. Again, it's one of these little things that's in DNA, but you know, because it's not one of the, the biggest features, it often gets missed. So it's quite a nice one to be aware of. So rather than, you know, 
teachers having to wait for technicians to reset the user accounts of their students in their lesson, they can perform that action from within the uh, straight from the DNA agent. Um, and then the, the last one really is uh, ADMX template files. So again, uh, we've got some template files available within uh, DNA. They allow you to do things such as uh, changing the server address or resetting the ports you want to use for DNA. So you can enforce those using group policy and the ADMX uh, files that we supply. And that's quite handy if you're doing server migrations or if you just want to move the ports that we use for the software, then you can do so there. Rather than have to send out lots of any files, you can apply that centrally using uh, Active Directory. So yeah, there's a number of different ways we integrate with uh, with Active Directory in, in DNA. Hopefully that covers covers all of them. That's brilliant. I mean, with my sort of, um, sort of computing teacher hat on as well, I remember, you know, so much time can be wasted waiting for a child who's forgotten their password to go off to the technical, uh, to see the technicians, get that sorted, all the rest of it. Some children sometimes use that as a, as a means of actually trying to get out and doing some work or those sort of things. Having that in the hands of any sort of computing teachers or teachers who, even more so now, I guess, under lockdown and remote learning, you know, that ability to, you know, quickly fix that little issue there in a moment is super useful. So thanks for sharing those three things there, Andy, a link to Active Directory. That's really useful. Thank you very much indeed. On to question four. Uh, so how do you go about maintaining your NetSupport DNA database? Andy, how do you do that? Yeah, so again, really important. So out of the box, when you install NetSupport DNA, you get prompted as to where you want to store the database. You can install it with a SQL Express instance, uh, which has a 10 gig limit, or you can point it towards maybe your own SQL Express instance or to a full version of SQL where there aren't really any size uh, limitations. You can enforce them. Um, but what you need to be uh, ensure of is that the database just isn't going to grow and grow and grow. Now, there are warnings within the software that tell you if the database is getting to that 10 gig limit if you are using SQL Express. But if it comes to the point where you need to start looking up how to get data out, then there is a database maintenance feature uh, within the DNA console. It's available on the Tools tab. You'll see a button on there for database maintenance. And you get a few different options with this. You get the ability to, first of all, to just delete data. And you can choose your select components of DNA. So if you just wanted to target old web metering information or application metering information, then you can do so and remove those based on a cutoff date. Alternatively, could be you've just decommissioned 50 machines. Maybe you've just replaced them. You don't need those uh, the information for that stored in the database anymore. So there's a delete PCs option as well as a delete users option. So if you do need to remove any old users where you don't require the information anymore, you've got the ability to do uh, that there. Now, that's great. And you could do that on a manual basis. So you could you know, pop into the database maintenance on a regular basis and remove the data. But there is also now a data retention uh, policy feature as well where you can basically configure a schedule so maybe every Sunday it removes data um, older than say 12 months from the database or six months from the database whatever you want your your schedule to be and that again helps you keep on top of the size information uh, or the size of the uh, the SQL database. That's super useful how often is it because of become an issue when that's so many entries are in there that it needs to be sort of um, tweaks and things there is that a common occurrence Andy? It really depends on the, the customer and how much information they've set to configure to collect. Um, so how much information they might be screenshotting from the e-safety perspective um, or how many agents they've got reporting. So, you know, obviously a, a, a trust level or a secondary school level are going to have lots more agents connecting in. So it's mm. just something that I would probably say um, it's worth having the data retention policy put in uh, really as, as soon as you can, really, just to ensure that, you know, you're keeping that database nicely maintained. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously as well, keeping it uh, nice and tidy makes things work more swiftly and slickly as well. So uh, a, a great approach to take there. Thank you for that uh, response on that question, Andy. And for this session, our final question today, uh, is it possible to generate custom reports in net support DNA? I'm guessing it is possible given the fact <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be a bit bad if that was just no. Um, <laughs> right, we, we have a query tool available in the, in the software. Um, so again, on the tool tab within the DNA console, you'll find a query tool button. I think it's the first button on the, the toolbar there. That's great if you just want to run kind of one-off reports. You can pick your display fields. You've got a whole list of source fields based on the information that DNA is collecting. Log on uh, date information for users, application usage information. So you could do that for a number of things. I've seen customers do it if they want to find out, you know, which machines have been logged on for what amount of time, what applications have been used the most, uh, what phrases have been triggered to a particular category or priority. So you can pick from those source fields and you can essentially choose your, um, I say, your display uh, fields. And then you can also apply your conditions to that. That might be date based or, as I say, based on other information you want to apply. So you can filter your results based on those conditions. That information can then be uh, exported as well. Uh, I believe the formats is XML, HTML and uh, CSV formats. You can export that in. I'd say using the query tool is a great, a great way of doing that if you want to uh, just have a, a report and you kind of dip in every now and then to create that. There is also a query scheduler tool as well. Um, and I've seen an uptake uh, of this a bit more over the last kind of year where mm -hmm. we've got maybe the safeguarding team want a, a weekly report um, or the technicians team want to know which devices are being used where. So you can create your, uh, again, your queries based on those uh, conditions. Um, and then you can schedule that on a weekly, monthly basis, uh, however you want to do that. And not only will it generate that report and store that on a, a folder location of your choice, you can also have that emailed to uh, specific uh, email addresses um, and you can attach a copy of the report to that email as well. So again, uh, you know, every Monday maybe uh, a report gets sent out to the technicians to tell them, you know, which machines may be used the least last week. So you can now do that too. So again, it's a little bit hidden away, so it's one of those things we just want to kind of ensure people are aware uh, is in uh, is available to them really brilliant stuff thank you so so much for sharing those uh, tip top tips about net support dna they're the jewel in the crown of, of the uh, products at let's uh, well not that to say that it's any better or worse than any other products and i'm digging the hole for myself here so i'm just going to be quiet i think no but <laughs> It's such a useful tool in so many different ways uh, from saving money related to printing related costs or uh, power management costs or licensing costs. You know, there's, there's so much uh, depth to the actual product. So uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Netsport DNA, then uh, I've made it so that there's a nice little ticker going across the bottom there, uh, netsportdna.com. Please visit there to find out more information. Obviously, you can tweet myself at ICT Evangelist or um, the uh, whole team at Net Support Group as well. Uh, and there are, uh, there are other routes into getting in touch with uh, Andy and the team if you need support as well. Do you want to highlight those to our viewers, please, Andy? Yeah, so uh, again, you've got the support at netsupportsoftware.com uh, email address. Uh, if you visit the um, www.netsupportsoftware.com uh, forward slash chat, that will start a live chat with uh, one of our technicians. And then there's the, uh, again, the local phone number, which is 01778382272. Again, that'll take you straight through to a, uh, a technician. So yeah, yeah, hopefully very visible to everybody. 
Brilliant, Steph. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to join me for this episode of Tip Top Tips Edu. We'll be back with Andy again in a week or two's time. We're going to be exploring uh, similarly uh, sort of five popular questions that uh, teams have uh, around uh, classroom.cloud. So looking forward to that in a few weeks. But in the meantime, uh, this is me, Mark Anderson and Andy saying goodbye uh, until we come back together again. Uh, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button, which is either over there or over there. I always get the direction wrong, but somewhere you'll see subscribe. So please hit the subscribe button. Give us a like and all those different things as well. And look forward to catch you on the next episode of Tip Top Tips Edu. Thank you very much and see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.